the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We recap the Iowa caucuses, and then a major Christian college makes a decision about the use of preferred pronouns. You're listening to The Common Good. Happy Tuesday, friends. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160. Hope for your life alongside Aubrey Sampson. I'm Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us on what continues to be a frigid Tuesday afternoon. Like it's like your kids don't have school today, right? It almost my kids don't have school today. Do your do yours? So uh kinda, right? Like my kids, they go to Wheaton Academy where yeah. there's no buses, so you get that off. But they yeah. they do what one thing that's awesome about a private school is they, they can do fun stuff. So they do a winterum. That's right. So they're in the yes. middle of winterum yes. right now. So yes. it's a little bit less. So it's not like that. But yeah, I know all the schools around us were e learning today. Yep. All because it's really cold outside. All because it's really cold right now. It, it is funny. My mom texted me, like, because of the snow? And I was like, nope, because of the temperatures. And that's a busing issue, correct? Absolutely. Like, there's, some, I've heard it, and I, I've not read it on a policy. But what I've heard said is if it's a certain degree below zero at the bus stop, it's not safe for kids to be out there. And so they decide to cancel That's at right. that point. And That's there's right. probably some other reasons behind it. But I am grateful. I mean, the one, you know, bizarre benefit of COVID is schools did learn to do e-learning, right? Or to do take-home packets. Do you like do... that? Do we like, like... e-learning? Or so... do, do you look, look back to your childhood going, there was yeah. nothing better than there the snow day? There was nothing better than a snow day. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But as a like, so for my kids, I don't love it. As a parent, I love it because I don't want, I like summer to start when summer's supposed to fair start. Point. Does that make fair. sense? Oh, totally. Totally. Fair point. Like, I want to go on vacation and I want to wait All for you because you're All those vacations you're taking. <laughs> yes. Right when they're done with school, you're going to the summer home. That's you're right. going out to there. Amen. <laughs> so hopefully you're staying warm out there. A little bit of a reprieve coming later in the week, but uh, hopefully you are doing well. Okay. Let's go swim in the political world. Uh, the Iowa caucuses happened last night, they and did. as you and I previewed a little bit on Monday, everyone was expecting President Trump to win handily, but then there was an unknown. Caucuses are weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe DeSantis, maybe it's cold outside, so it depends well, who that, comes on. Yeah, who will come out in the cold weather? And then in like the first five minutes, it got called for President Trump, and yeah. it was a landslide, yeah. and it was former President Trump. It was, yeah. uh, I, I heard on the Today Show today, nobody had ever won more than 41% of the vote at the Iowa caucus. He won 51% wow, of the vote last night. Wow! There was a map they put up of every county. There's 99 counties oh, in, in Iowa. Iowa. Okay. Uh, he won 98 of them. No way. The 99th one that would have given him a, queen, a clean sweep, yeah. Nikki Haley beat him by a vote. No So if one person way. had voted differently in that one county, he would have taken the whole state. He would have taken all 99 votes. Now wow. there was uh, 99 counties. There was fascinating exit polling 
uh, of the people he won big with, uh, people, 65% of people who don't have college degrees of Republicans voted for him. 55% of white evangelicals. There was uh, the majority of, of Republican women voted for him. Yeah. So yeah. kind of wow. across the board. But uh, just, Which sort of breaks your stereotypes, because I'll be honest, there's a part of me that's like the Republican women are voting for Nikki Haley. Right. The these other Republicans are kind of done with Trump. So they're going to vote for DeSantis. Like I had in my mind, surely these other voters are going to come out in at least maybe not winning support, but strong support of these other candidates. And it one thing that I saw NPR said, and I think this is right. Republicans have been saying they're with Trump. Believe them. Hey, that's a we great saw point. it last night. So, okay, this is a little bit off the hour caucuses, but kind of the same. I was watching the Today Show this morning, so I wanted to your understand. Fav- your favorite I show. I wanted to understand it, and they ran a graph. You know, guy Steve Kornacki, who's always pointing to the maps, and Love he's doing maps. this. Yes. This was fascinating. I just need you to take this in, because okay. I don't even think All you're right. going to be prepared to answer this. I'm going to close my eyes to try to visualize it. He was trying to say, he was trying to pinpoint, when did it, this become kind of a Trump route again? Uh-huh. So they had a line graph, and you see Trump, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek, whatever, and then other people. Mm -hmm. There was a season where Trump had about an eight-point lead on DeSantis. Okay. And then it goes – there's a specific point where it splits, and Trump starts getting – progressively he doesn't spike but he progressively starts progressively rising gains traction at the same time because DeSantis uh-huh. is, he's progressively going down Nikki Haley's kind of standard and all of a sudden this like this yeah. widening of the gap yeah. happens he can almost pinpoint the day what was it it is the day I want I'm you just to take my this brain in. what is the day it is in early March when he was first indicted for the first time and people, the the theory is people went, we said this when it happened. We did say Whether this when it happened. Whether he should have been indicted or not, that's not, yep. it's going to galvanize people yep. because it, yep. they're attacking Trump. They're, it's true. It happened. Wow. If you look. Everyone is, rushed his defense. You could probably listen to what I'm saying and more so what Cornetti sure. said sure, on the sure, day sure, show. Sure. Oh, it's coincidental, coincidental. No way. It could be, but it splits on almost the day of his first indictment. So the the voting people are like, absolutely not. You will not indict him or I don't, or the indictment becomes fuel for the fire of voting. I think it was, people were going, I will, uh, I will think about this. I'm going to think about a different person. Mm -hmm. I might want DeSantis. Oh, you're coming for us. This is the deep state coming after us. He's taking this. I'm going to, I'm going to back him. Here we go. This is why as, as I am, you know, I've said before, I'm not a Trump supporter, but Mm -hmm. I will, I will give the guy the credit where it's due in that like. Like he is a master uh, marketer, politician, and for sure. a politician. That's yes. what it is. Like he knows to use the language to his fan base to say they're coming after me. This is just you know yeah. this is blah blah blah. Deep, like you said, this is deep state. This is uh, the woke media. They're, they're coming, coming after me, and everyone buys it hook, line, and sinker. And we see the results here. He's good at that. He's, He's so good. good at that. I'm going to call it a grift. That's unfair. That's probably really cynical. But because I don't trust it's politicians, a it's a, yeah. he's good at the strategy. Uh, interestingly, if you saw his speech last night afterwards, I again only saw parts of it on the Today Show. Uh, he didn't call anybody names. It was like this, like 
he was trying with all of his might to be like, okay. you all need to get behind me now. Okay. It's not going to last. <laughs> but it was like, hey, I've won. Let's focus on November. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of us feel this way. I was talking to my 20-year-old daughter last night as we were watching just a little bit of this. And uh, th- we had this moment where we both went, I- it really is going to be upper 70s Trump against early 80s Biden. Like yeah. it, And yeah. to see, I feel very defeated by that. To see the sadness. It's discouraging. She's, my daughter is very, like, she runs, she helps run a club at Hope that, mm. like, tries to get college students politically engaged. Uh, engaged. Yeah. And to see her be like, I can't believe it. I, I, are we going to talk about, like, hey, this is this is reflective yeah. of the country. Like, this is yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's okay, so it's here's going the to happen. Now, so, I know New, New Hampshire's coming. Nikki Haley's yeah. got a shot there. Things happen. Things change. Yeah. But, man, it really, it's hard to envision this change. Okay, so DeSantis is second place. Which he had to be. So he's going to keep running until what point he decides he's done. I don't think he's got money. I think he'll keep going. Nikki Haley has always been about New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've she known. could say, hey, I did strong enough in Iowa, but here I come. Some polls have her within single digits of Trump in New Hampshire. So when is the New Hampshire caucus? Next week. Next, next week. week. These just start rolling now. Wow. These just start rolling. not a caucus. That's a that's oh, a that's not regular a primary that's a, New okay. Hampshire. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Uh, the Iowa caucuses really poured some gasoline uh, into the Trump campaign, and we'll see if anyone can stop what seems inevitable. It seems inevitable for all the jokes about Joe Biden and his lack of mental Mm, capabilities for all the jokes about Donald Trump being indicted and going to have to take the oath of office from prison. I think it's going to be the two of them and we're just going to have to process it. I think you're right, Brian. Coming up next, Aubrey, our alma mater, Wheaton College, is in the news as they came out with a statement about employees and students' Mm. ability to state their preferred pronouns, kind of the something that I think a lot of us are going to have to deal Definitely. with in the coming years. Definitely. We're going to talk about what our alma mater said next year on The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. Great to have you with us on what continues to be a frigid beginning to 2024 <laughs> hope that you are bundled up and uh enjoying it i really did yes. aubrey had a debate last week uh with some people i was out to lunch and they were like somehow we got on this is before it turned frigid but we were on the topic of like ranking our favorite seasons and i was blown away that everybody's least favorite season isn't winter so i actually i was, was really the only funny. one at the table i, I love was the table I love winter because I love fireplaces. I love hot chocolate. I love what winter invites you into, which is not having to do much at all, being in your pajamas a lot. Like that, an excuse to like be lazy, that's winter. And I love that. But winter at negative 17 is a totally different conversation. You know what I mean? So you are the only one whose least favorite season was was winter. Yeah, there's four of us at the table. And I was the only, if I remember right... I was like, guys, like this is, and I get what you're saying. Like if it's not frigidly cold, but then you can't complain about summer being like over the days where it's overbearingly hot because it's the same cousin. I I would take, 
I think it's spring. Chicago spring is the worst. It's like not warm. It's rainy. rainy. It's still a Just little rainy. snowy. It's kind of cold. It's boring. There's not a lot going yeah. on. I, I think spring for me in Chicago. Again, the one reason I like spring is because summer's coming. I would take yeah. summer first. I would take fall second. The only right. reason I don't like fall is because winter's coming. I'd go summer, yeah. fall, spring, winter. Yeah. Okay. And uh yeah i just couldn't believe it there was one guy who was like winter's by far my favorite i was like yeah no i might be with that guy i really like winter you. i do it's fun all right we'll go outside cute. today it's cute sweaters go, out, boots. go outside today no, Tell again, me that I works said, out for you. This, this version of winter is not the winter i'm talking about let's take last <laughs> year's winter <laughs> enjoy being outside so hopefully no, you're staying is, warm you don't have to go outside Yes, hopefully you're staying warm and enjoying your day, even inside. That's right. Aubrey, our alma mater was in the news the other day, Wheaton College. You and I are both proud graduates of Wheaton College and Wheaton College's graduate school. So uh, you and I both sport multiple Wheaton College degrees. If you can see me right now, I'm wearing a Wheaton College sweatshirt. you. You are. I didn't notice that until you just pointed it out. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. This sweatshirt is for Christ and his kingdom. And so uh, very excited. Uh, We love Wheaton College. We really do. Uh, So they were back in the news and they're navigating. All colleges are navigating things right now that I don't think when we were in college, you could have ever seen coming. Ever even imagined. Yeah. And in the evangelical world, Wheaton is kind of one of the ones at the fulcrum, I would say, because I don't know that anyone has at least in the world I live in, people either think Wheaton has gone incredibly woke or is incredibly fundamentalist. And I never hear people like take this middle ground with Wheaton. It's really weird. It is so So. true. Like I hear, you never hear middle ground with Wheaton. And I actually think it's kind of a middle ground place. (laughs) And I think that's what's getting it in trouble. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why was it in the news? I'm reading from the religion news service here. Wheaton College restricts employees' ability to state preferred pronouns. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wheaton College, it starts, and then I'll read their statement. A flagship evangelical school recently updated its student and employee handbooks to restrict the employee's ability to designate personal pronouns and to elaborate on the school's position on the trans non-binary students and faculty. Here's exactly the new language in the student handbook. The college does not permit the statement of preferred personal pronouns by employees when conducting college business. When on a platform where they are publicly identified as college employees and or when using the college brand in print or digital media, except when employees are required to submit such pronouns when registering for a conference or for membership in a professional organization. So a lot of disclaimers there. So uh, Wheaton is laying uh, a stake in the ground saying, uh, let's take employees here. If you are an employee of the college and you are doing anything under the umbrella of the college, so you're speaking as a college employee, you are using college, but I guess this probably means if you're using your college email, if you are whatever else it might be, they are saying you cannot anymore designate your pronouns. Uh, 
It goes on to say updates to the handbook, which were approved in October and shared with employees in December and with students in January, clarify that the college does not endorse the statement of preferred pronouns. While the handbook exclusively recognizes the pronouns he, him, his, and she, her, hers as reflective of the, quote, created biological binary, it does not appear to explicitly prohibit students from using or stating preferred pronouns that they want. So there's a lot more to this. I'm going to wow. jump in first before getting your wow. thing. When I, I got to yeah. be honest, when I first read this, I was a little surprised. I was like, wow, okay. that That is laying a big stake in the ground. Yeah, it definitely is. But I think I think it's the right stake to lay. Yeah, uh, sure. In this way, I think colleges, and for that matter, probably churches, uh, especially bigger churches with lots of staff, uh, this is a big issue that yeah. I think opens the door to a lot of other issues. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, institutions, colleges, um, churches, whatever else it might be, explicitly Christian institutions uh, need to come down with either we're okay with this or we're not. Yeah. I don't think they can just go, everybody do whatever they want right? because right. people are speaking for the college. They're speaking right. for a church. They're speaking, and that says something. So you can agree or disagree about whether mm-hmm. Wheaton made the right stake in the ground, mm-hmm. but I think if the time has come, you have to take a stand. You got to make a stake put, in the ground. You, you have, have to, to decide one way or the other. In the ground. Yeah. yeah. I, I also like... I appreciated that this wasn't, they weren't explicitly prohibiting students from doing that. Like they're saying, no, this is, we're an institution. We're talking about the employees that represent us. And I think it's fair for any institution to do that. Now, again, like you said, you might agree or disagree if you're an employee of the college, but now you know. And it also sounds like to me, like, let's say you're a critic of this or you disagree with them. It sounds like to me, there are places, if it's important to you to, to use pronouns, you can do it privately or on your personal things. It's when you're a representative of the college, when yep. you're in like a somehow connected to the college. So I, I don't know how this nuance works, but it sounds like you could on your Instagram page personally, if you wanted to. But if your Instagram page is you're talking about being a theology professor at Wheaton and then there's yep. probably some lines there that need to be addressed, yep. but I agree. I, I, it's hard. And I do think it's, it's a pretty, um, it's a, it's a difficult decision to make, but I mm-hmm. think you're right that more and more Christian institutions, especially larger ones, especially kind of anchor ones like Wheaton college are going to just have to start saying, this is our line. Yeah. Now, you and know, we- and Wheaton has made many lines as two people here who had to live under the covenant <laughs> that uh, right. known, at, known, at Wheaton, yeah. <laughs> known at Wheaton as the pledge. Uh, yep. This is not the first line Wheaton has drawn. There is there yeah. is language in there about sex outside of marriage. There is language in there about alcohol and drugs and dancing. Yeah. And it always gets me back to this. Guys, a, an organization like Wheaton or a church or whatever, all they can do is lay down their belief systems and their framework framework. And then Aubrey Sampson can choose, I want to go to that school. I want to live in that school. school. I never understand the people who are like, I want to go there, but I'm going to try to change it all. I'm like, I don't understand that. But I think going forward, this is going to be one of the litmus tests for churches, for organizations, for Christian colleges. And so I appreciate Wheaton taking their stance, even if you disagree with it. 
you now know what the stance is. You yeah. now know what you're getting into uh, if you go there. All right, coming up next, Meta, otherwise known as right Facebook, Instagram, Meta is going to restrict teens from viewing particular harmful content. What do we think about that? We're going to talk about that next year on The Common Good. AM 1160, hope for your life. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good. AM 1160, hope for your life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you guys with us. We're still early in 2024. And uh, with early in 2024 comes really low degrees of uh, <laughs> really, really cold weather. Really low degrees uh, of happiness and joy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, but also uh, New Year's resolutions, kind of getting off to some new ways. And we feel yeah. that way here at the show. We're kind of, right. especially today uh, and yesterday being kind of the first days you and I are back together. Uh, it feels like, all right, now we're moving into 2024. And yes. one of the things we talk about often on the show is, not just social media, but social media and kids. Mm. Uh, and this is why this became interesting when I read this just the other day. Uh, I was reading this over at Relevant. Meta, which is the parent organization of at least Facebook and Instagram, right? I don't even know. My, there might be others Threads underneath as it. Well. Yeah. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, and everything that goes with it. Yeah. Meta will restrict teens from viewing harmful content. Oh, Facebook. Yeah, let me read this to you a little bit. Facebook and Instagram are restricting young users from viewing topics like suicide, mm -hmm. self-harm, and eating mm -hmm. disorders on their platform. The company announced that the content, which Meta says may not be age-appropriate for young people, will not appear in a teen's feed, even if it's shared by wow. someone they follow. Additionally, if a teen searches for this type of content on the platforms, they'll be directed to, quote, expert resources like the National Alliance on Mental illness. Meta is rolling out this change to users under 18 over the next several months. In addition to hiding sensitive content, teens accounts will default to restrictive filtering settings that limit what kind of content they can see huh. and engage with. The changes come as Meta and other tech companies are being scrutinized by the U.S. lawmakers for not providing adequate care to young mm. users' mental health. Mm. Uh, and it keeps going on and on. Wow. So a couple different thoughts about this. One, and this is for the smarter people out there, how will they figure out whether someone's 18 or not? I know we do this with other things, so there's ways to do it, but we also yeah. know that our 15-year-olds our are very smart technologically. Yeah, right. So. But hey, that's okay. Uh, and two, the other danger for me when reading this was who gets to decide the harmful content going yeah. forward? Yeah. Um, where is, at what point does things that we deem not harmful become deemed harmful and things that we yeah. deem harmful, not harmful? So that's yeah. another one. But with that said, I actually think this is a move in, the, in a good direction. I get I, that not all of us want oversight. This doesn't replace parents at all. Right. But to have another layer that is saying we want to block things like suicide mm -hmm. and um, eating disorders, eating disorders and other things uh, that are ravaging uh, our, our youth and our yep. teenagers, yep. I think even though there's a lot of flaws in this and a lot of questions, I still think it's to be cheered on. Oh, yeah. This should have been done years ago, you know, all of the data and statistics and study about how harmful this content has been for teenagers and the, the rocketing 
suicide rate. I, I think absolutely they should be doing this, even if they're doing it flawed and imperfectly. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely, this has to be put into effect. I think this is the same measure of like, uh, don't smoke in public places. Like, we are just finally, finally putting some smart restrictions around our kids' mental health and our kids' physical health by doing this. And again, obviously, our kids can lie and say they're older than they are. Facebook or Meta can only do what they can do with the information that they have. And yet that doesn't mean don't try. Like, I think right. they're, they're still making the, the right effort by doing some of these things. And I, um, and I actually, I know some people don't want this kind of oversight, but I think for kids under 18, have as much oversight as you want, like, right. because it's not also not the only place they live. And to be frank, I don't know who owns TikTok. I don't know who owns um, like Discord and Roblox. The next generation is not even necessarily spending most of their time on Instagram no. and Facebook. They're right. on other places. Right. Maybe Instagram, and, but certainly not Facebook. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I don't even know if Instagram is like the place where the next gen is going. And so I feel like that's, like it's in my mind, it, it shouldn't be a bigger deal than it is. Like you said, it doesn't take, it doesn't get rid of parents and it doesn't mean the kids aren't going other places. So parents still have to be super engaged, having these conversations, watching the content. And I think these other tech uh, companies need to follow suit in the ways they can, especially the tech companies where the younger and younger kids are hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And I, I think the important thing to say here is, this does not replace parenting. And nobody says it would, but no. you could see some parents reading this going, oh, good. Now, now social media is a safe place to be yeah, for my sure, children. Sure, sure. Don't fool yourselves. Parents, right. you need to step in. And every time we have this conversation, I feel guilty myself. Same. I know. It's um, like, oh, I got to have this conversation. But I know. don't allow this to lull you to go, oh, now it's like this safe haven for my ch-. Not at all. This is right. another layer but not even close to the primary layer, but this is another layer that will hopefully protect our children. Mm -hmm. Uh, But please, please, please remember, like it's ultimately on you parents to, uh, to be watching what your kids are doing online. Yeah, absolutely. This one's interesting to me. Did you hear this Florida lawmakers introduced a bill that would restrict anyone under the age of teen from even using social media platforms? I, I actually love that. I feel like social media should not be used by teens or kids. It should only be by adults. But I don't know that that ever gets passed. Right. It feels like the horse has already left the barn on that yeah. one. But I, I yeah. here's what I appreciate. Uh, for whatever their motivation is, I appreciate lawmakers trying to do something. There you go. Like, yeah, there like, you go. It, it's better than them doing nothing, which has yeah. been the case for so long now. Like, let's at least say do something. But uh, Aubrey, let's say somebody's got a younger kids oh, and they're they're yeah. wondering about what to do mm-hmm. for social media. What what might be because we've told them, hey, this is still on you. Thoughts? Your kids yeah, are a little I older. Would, my kids I are a little older. I, I would say this, and I've learned from experience, so I, I'll be just very vulnerable here. Don't assume just because you've set the rules that your teenagers aren't that are your teenagers are completely strictly obeying the rules. Like as the parent, you have to do the work to check, pull out their phones, pull out their computers. They'll be mad at you. They might think it's an invasion of privacy. That doesn't matter. They're still kids. You're still the adult. 
and you got to make sure they're not online or not by not online. I mean, not on the places they're not supposed to be. Like if you told them they can't be on Snapchat, but you find a secret Snapchat account, have the conversation. If you've told them they can't be on talking to strangers on discord, but then you go on discord and you find they have a whole group of friends that are strangers and it's inappropriate. Have the conversation. Like at the end of the day, your job is to protect your kids. And there are a lot of predators out there and there are a lot of scary places out there. And I think just don't assume kids are smart and kids feel a lot of pressure to go on the apps because all of their friends are, especially if they've got friends that are parenting different than you, et cetera. So just like, don't assume they're innocent and not doing anything wrong. And I, I'm not trying to say be cynical or be distrustful of your kids. I think I'm trying to say be a savvy parent and don't, don't pull the wool over your own eyes. If the Holy Spirit, especially like says to you something like, I need to check my kid's phone. I need to check my kid's computer. Do it because it's for their protection. That's right. That's right. So uh, this is an important one, friends. Like uh, we talk about it all the time on here because we're we're parents and we know what's going on with our kids out there. Uh, And it's scary. So let's make sure to be vigilant and doing what it is we need to do. Well, coming up next, we haven't done this this year, but even towards the end of last year, we didn't do this. But Aubrey, I was listening to a song while on vacation and some of the lyrics, every now and then you aren't expecting it, but the Mm. lyrics went like, oh my gosh, that cut me to my soul. So I want to share that. We're also going to let you share some songs that matter to you. Maybe maybe yours is going to be much more shallow than that, but we're going to have some fun (laughs) with it. I think we called it the the common good jukebox. Songbook? Songbook? Songbook. That was it. Songbook. We're going to do that next year. We're going to do that next year on the common good. AM 1160, hope for your life. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the common good. AM 1160, hope for your life alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us today. Uh, on a Tuesday afternoon. Okay, something we started doing back near the end of 2023 is something that we called the Common Good Songbook. So it's you and I picking songs. They could be Christian, they could be secular, they could be yep. old, they could be new, they yep. could be whatever, hymns, they could be Taylor Swift. And uh, just songs that either got us thinking yeah. or meant something to us. Uh, and uh I, mine is going to go into a larger discussion. So I'm going to let you go first. If no, you I have... want you to go first. I want you to go first. Okay. Okay. We might not get out of it though. So that's fine. Right. That's okay. That's okay. Mine's not as important. That's part of why I want you to go first. All right. We were driving to Florida. So my okay. family went to Florida between Christmas and New Year or so over New Year. Jealous of that. It yes. was awesome. But Ugh. part of it was Aubrey uh, with our financial state and stuff. The Fromms drive to these things. So uh, yes, this gotcha. was on the way down, uh, on the way down, we had, uh, we split it in two. So we drove all the way to the other side of Atlanta. And then the next day, so that was like 11 hours, 11 or 12 hours. And then we drove like the next six coming home. We drove it straight. We got up at three in the morning. No, you did. We're going. So no, you did. Uh, wow. The way our family works, my my wife and also now my kids are more than happy to drive. I just like to drive. Yeah. So Kev, that's what Kevin is. He just wants the, to drive. The way down, I drove the whole way, the entire yeah. thing. The way home, Carrie drove a little bit of it, but I was yeah. just like, "Hey, I'll drive. It's fine." Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I do is I put earbuds in and I just listen to podcasts. Podcast. And I listen. Yeah, that's what Kevin does too. But there came a point where I was like podcast after podcast after mm-hmm. podcast. I was like, I'm just going to listen to music. Mm-hmm. So I went on my Spotify and I went super old school, Aubrey. So when I was in college, 
Carrie loves to mock me because it's like the biggest old man. Listen, I used to listen to Michael Card. Oh, Michael Card. He wrote an amazing, oh, it's on my bookshelf behind me. He wrote yeah, an amazing been- book called The Sacred Sorrow on Lament that I love. He's been on the show before. Oh, to he talk has. About his songs are not what you'd expect college kids to be listening to. Yeah, I don't know if I could Wheaton- like name a song. Right. So he had come to Wheaton and I was just like, it became like a very like introspective kind of mellow thing to listen to while writing a paper or gotcha. while studying gotcha. or that kind of thing. Gotcha. You're not going to listen to Michael Card while you're working out, right? Yeah, like gotcha. that's not gotcha. going to happen. Okay. Yeah. But I hadn't listened to Michael Card in years. So I'm listening to his, it, people would recognize it's this album called Joy in the Journey, blue cover, him with a guitar. That's the one I listened to in college. Okay. Okay. And I realized one of the things I liked about him is his lyrics are just deep and they're kind of penetrating. Mm-hmm. So I was listening. Has this ever happened to you? And you listen to a lyric and you like pause it and you're like, dang, like I needed to hear that. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of where my soul is at right now. Huh. So being very forthcoming, let me read the lyric to the song. <gasps> it's called, the song is called Know You in the Now, right? Okay. Classic Michael Carr. Da, da, da. You know, he's going. Michael Card says this. Uh, To the point that I wrote it down and I was like, oh, we should talk about that. Uh, Tell me if you ever feel this way. Okay. Especially as a pastor. Mm. He says this, Lord, I long to see your presence in reality, but I don't know how. Let me know you in the now. Mm. Aubrey, I was reading that and Mm -hmm. I felt like I was coming out of like a little bit of a cynical stage, like just kind of burned down. Like I needed vacation. Let's just put it that way. I needed vacation. Yeah. And that first line while I'm on my way to vacation and it kind of dictated how, like I went for walks. I listened to the song again, like all this oh, kind of did stuff. Did you really? Oh, this wow. This idea of like, I long to know, like I long to see your presence, like in reality, like not talk about it, yeah. not read, not read about yeah. it, not, but like to see it. But then that mm. honest thing, but like, I don't know how, I don't know how. so teach me. I think a lot of us feel that way. And if we're honest as pastors, I think a lot of us pastors feel that way, especially when we feel a little like tired, cynical, burned out going. And I heard that and I was like, that like cut through everything I was feeling. And it's like, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And like, God, I'm not really sure in this moment sitting in florida walking around i'm not really sure the answer like i'm the yeah, pastor like, i don't know what to do like, i'm the pastor who's supposed to have these answers and then you think about michael card he's like as deep a singer and he's singing yeah let me like i don't know what but i don't know how mm, so honest it really was and it got me thinking and so again we don't need to have all the answers but i guess i would ask you like if somebody said to you that's how i'm feeling what do mm. like what I'm trying not to ask you what's the answer, but I'm asking what's the answer. Well, or do you agree that I, a lot of us, do you agree that a lot of us just pretend Yeah, and that that's the issue? Yeah, I think this is, I mean, this is kind of what my, the book I've been working on is really about. Like when you just can't, when God's presence feels more like absence. And there's, of course, some like belief that God does that on purpose so that we'll learn to um, walk by faith and not by feeling, you know, we'll learn mm. to like lean in even when we can't feel God and that God will kind of, we'll learn the lesson that we don't actually control the presence of God. Um, God kind of explodes out of the boxes we sometimes put God in. Um, 
so there can be reasons why, but that doesn't necessarily make it easier. And that doesn't necessarily help you know what to do. Right. And I, there are sometimes, Brian, the really cynical, dark part of me does feel like, is everyone just pretending? Like, does, any, does anyone sense God's presence? But I right. know that's not true. Like, I know that's a lie. But I'm telling you, when I go dark, like, that's how dark I go. And so I do think it's really honest to just go, ah, I don't know why. And I don't even know what to do. But I simply cannot access, access a sense of God's presence. And I do think in those seasons, like, it's almost like not what you do, but you kind of do the things, you kind of do those spiritual disciplines you don't do, like meaning yes. rest, Sabbath. I do think it's a sign, like you're saying, like, oh, maybe I'm kind of burnt out right now. Like, maybe it's time to get some, like, refreshing time. Um, maybe I'm kind of cynical right now, so it's time to go back to, like, joy and and fun what's life-giving to me and sort of like embrace those spiritual practices that aren't about doing a whole bunch yeah. but like receiving from god and remembering yeah. god and then i do think we have to remember like we walk by faith and not by sight and we walk by faith and not by feeling and sometimes these are just seasons we're in but it you're right it, it can be it can be discouraging i think what you do is exactly what that song says which is lord help me yes we was, had a we had a guest preacher. She's been on our show, Kat Armstrong. She came to Renewal nice. a couple Sundays ago. She taught on the Canaanite woman begging Jesus to heal her daughter. And she was like, she literally, they the disciples tried to make her move and she would not be moved from Jesus's feet. And she just said, Jesus, help me. Like, I yeah. will not leave. I'm not going to leave. Jesus, help me. And I yeah. almost think that's the posture. I'm not, not going to run away. Right. I'm going to stay firm. I'm going to stand before Jesus. And I'm just going to say, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Cause I can't do it on my own. And I do think God's doing something on purpose in those seasons in our own spiritual formation. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It was, it was interesting because I do think I went into vacation. We're just going to be honest here. I told my elders and others, I was like, mm. nothing bad. Everything's yeah. good. Yeah. I'd need a vacation. Like I'm just worn out. Yeah. Uh, and when I get worn out, a lot of us pastors and people in general, when you get worn out and tired, you also get cynical. You get a little totally. jaded. You get this. Totally. And vacation served that purpose. It was great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, hearing that lyric on my way down, I was like, yup, there you go. And that reminded yeah. me why I love Michael Card. Michael Card, there you go. Brian and I will be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it and i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com